Hello folks, welcome along once again to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, this time in association with GRT Hire. We thank uh, Ted O'Shaughnessy for uh, helping us out with this particular episode. You can get in touch with the lads. Um, they've got two offices in County Carlow, one in Bidenstown, 059-972-7139 or email them at Bidenstown at grt.ie or the Carlow office 059-918-2654 and email that at carlow at grt.ie. Uh, you can hire near enough anything you want there, excavators, teleporters, rollers, road sweep, machinery, lifting, tools, whatever you want, Ted look after you. So uh, thanks again for uh, looking after us there, GRT Hire. Uh, what are we going to look back on? Well, obviously, um, yeah, we had an eventful uh, weekend of, of action. Uh, Mike Cleary, PRO of uh, Kerry Motor Club and PJ O'Dowd, uh, chairman of Kerry Motor Club, are jumping on in a couple of moments' time. We'll also be joined by Kevin Eves a little bit later on and uh, catching up with him we have a couple of little clips to show you as well to try in a little bit of a, a spanner in the work so to speak so i uh, will introduce the lads first of all mike how's things with you hi kevin i'm good how are things with you that's your plane and pj how are you keeping hey kevin what's happening hey mike can see you in ages <laughs> hi pj <laughs> we've only spent the last six weeks living in each other's pockets really haven't we <laughs> can we, can we, you know, can we get mike off <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in here in the middle, referee e tuner. That's what I'll do. Um, That's so, lads, how did how did you get on? Um, it seemed look eventful to, to say the least. Um, the time frame, I suppose, first of all, in getting the whole thing going. Um, even though we've had a bit of a pandemic, uh, I know there was a short enough turnaround time. So maybe talk uh, through the trials and tribulations of that and how this all came together in the first place. So, Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, well, basically, yeah. I mean, we were, we, I suppose we were up against it from the start, really, you know, with, with the COVID pandemic and everything. It was going to be always a different rally we had to run. And I suppose the short time frame as well, maybe five or six weeks ago, we kind of, we made the decision we'd have a crack at it, you know. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. It was long, long nights and just tough weeks. And, you know, a little core team of us doing, doing the lot, really. But it, look, it, it worked out. It, everything came together. We, we put a big effort in and like you've got it over the line. Everything, everything went well. Thank God, you know, so delighted. Absolutely delighted with it. Money headaches, PJ. Yeah, lots. None of them from Trinto, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it's tough work. Like everyone, every club in the country knows it's tough work. But you know what kind of amazes me? It catches me every single time. The dedication from people like to just job after job after job. They just keep going and keep coming back and keep doing it. Everyone keeps smiling and getting on with it. Like it's just, there's a serious group of people there. Like it's, it's, it's kind of inspiring to see some of them, you know. They're home there and dealing with kids in the evening and phones happen and yeah. Some patient wives and partners, most definitely. Absolutely, yeah, I'll second that. Yeah, I had, uh, my girlfriend was actually the uh, event secretary, so we had, a, we had a busy house. We had a really, really, our house was uh, was doubled up as rally office, really. There was people around most nights and we were doing bits and pieces. So, yeah, we were we were kept busy, but it was enjoyable at the same time. Just so you know, Mike and Christine actually got spirit of the rally because they put in Trojan, Trojan effort. Yeah, it was lovely. Nice, nice to receive. So that's taken pride of place at home at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. So thank you very much to everyone in Kerry Motor Club for that one. Did that cause more problems, or did it solve more problems? The fact that the two solved the load for me anyway. <laughs> no, I was. I'm. I'm lucky that that Christina, Christina here is rally mad as well. So I get away with murder, you know. So she's she's every bit as as keen as I am on the rallying. So it's it's an easy house to to be in, really, isn't it, PJ? You know? Yeah, 
yeah, it's, well, it's quite good. First advantage, anyway. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not so easy in some cases, I suppose, when you come back and uh, you've invested all this time and the phone is still ringing and <laughs> um, you can be put under a bit of pressure every now and then. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was kind of, regards to the event itself, lads, it was it was drama from the get-go, wasn't it? Like we had a, a blockage, I think, on stage one. Um, so um, maybe, maybe talk us through how, how the day went in generic sense first before we get two class winners. And whichever one of these wants to take it up, work away. Go oh, PJ. <laughs> yeah, go on. I'll, have a, I'll, have a, I'll run you through it. So basically, yeah, we did. We had a little bit of drama, as everybody knows, just on the first stage. There was a blockage just literally off the start line. Um, and, and the stage resulted in a drive through. But there was a few few bits and pieces kind of through the rest of the day. Now, I was competing myself and we got a clean run. Uh, I know some people got, got stopped in various places over and back. But generally speaking, I mean, it was enjoyable. Fair play to the team. You know, the team out front, they kept things, things moving as best as they could, really. You know, and I think, generally speaking, it was, it was a good success. Everyone seemed to enjoy themselves anyway, you know. I'd say there's lessons there for those competitors, isn't there? Like, There is, yeah. I think we're too slow to use these trackers. You know, we're too we're too cautious of the trackers that we need to just get the get the button flicked. It, it, it's kind of unusual. Me and Mike can see it from the organising side and the competitor side, and it's very hard. Mike can probably agree with this on the day in your rally car. It's very hard to switch off the organisers' head in your home event. Difficult thing to do. But as a competitor, I think we're too we're too slow to. We're, I don't know. We're afraid of the tracker or whatever. Flick the switch. Flick the switch. No one's going to mm. give out you for flicking the switch, you know, as quick as you possibly can, because, like, I don't know the common knowledge, you have 10 minutes to get a stage back up and running. 30 seconds could be the make or break of a stage running again. So, you know, if you're stopped in a stage, flick that switch, get it done. Mm. I was going to ask that question, actually, and glad you've given the answer. Yeah, it, it saves how long do you time. have before you can actually... You know, how long of a window do you have? And you've said 10 minutes there. So that's, that's actually good to know, and I think a lot of people might know that. Well, when you think about it there, if you're on the start line sitting in your car for 10 minutes, it's a lifetime. But if you're on a stage trying to solve a problem, 10 minutes is nothing like, absolutely nothing like. It'd hardly be take you 30 seconds to get out of your car. And you'd have that switch flicked in the tracker before you'd have your belt ripped. Like. You'd have that done much quicker. And already the process has started. So you've probably gained the organisers two, if not three minutes of a head start to get mm. things up and running and getting out the gap again. So it's just one for competitors that are listening. And the only reason I know that is because I see the organising side of it, and so does Mike. You know, we see what goes on in the background, and every second counts when something like that happens. It's the difference. It make or break, like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the 10-minute window, lads, is probably fair, too, because if you're sitting there, like your tyres are cold, and that could lead to bigger problems for the lads behind. So it probably is. It seems like a short window, but would, would you say it's a fair window as well? On well, everyone else that's held up. It, it, it's a safety window, really, because you, if you're a spectator standing on the side of the stage, five minutes passes with no car, you're probably getting itchy feet. Mm. Ten minutes passes, mm. I'm going walking. <laughs> Do you know? What yeah, you mean? So you're. That's why that you assume the you assume the stage is gone and you're 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 moving off off low off position to head home and you know that's ten minutes is is it really? It's it has yeah. to be it has to be that's that really that you know safety thing like it's just. Mm. But it's a good well, in one. your it's opinion, Page, then would lads be against the use of trackers? What is the narrative behind being against them? I don't know. Um, I suppose, put my competitor head on, I went at the start, oh God, the cost of it. But put the organizer's head on, 
I'm like, yeah, this is a tool that's going to help things. I'm kind of the wrong person to ask because I see it from both sides and I'm stuck on both sides of it and so is Mike. So any tool that can help you make those decisions quicker, like that tracker views correctly, that's going to save a lot of stages for a lot of people. An awful lot of people. I, I think we yeah. just learned, we learned to accept it. Anything is there for safety, you can't argue with it. Like, you really can't. Like I know there's a bit of a cost. There is a little bit of a cost on the competitor. But look at we get used to all these things. Like you know, we we get on with it. I think if we we're a bit intimidated by it at the minute, and a couple of years time that will be totally natural. We'll be flicking switches. There'll be no stoppages from flicking switches. <laughs> yeah, pushing buttons left, right, and centre. But it is like yeah. if we get to use this properly. It was it, competitors need to learn how to use a property as well. They need to I think that's a big thing, actually. Yeah. Go on, yeah, yeah. I just think it's a big thing. I mean, I, we've we've all got the videos and so forth. We've watched the videos, but I mean, again, the onus is on the competitor to watch the video. Um, perhaps when drivers' briefings do come back, you know, obviously they've been online due to COVID. When they do come back, there might be a, a facility to have a bit of a demonstration as well, because I know there's quite there's quite a few beginners, obviously doing banner. And as I said, the onus is on them to to figure out how the tracker works. So it is it is daunting. I mean, you've 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 a switch if you press it, potentially you're stopping a stage. So it is quite daunting for people. But I think you know that uh, you know as, as time goes on, the more people get to use them, it'll as PJ said, it'll become the norm. Really, it's like the hands device when that came out. People were kind of wary of it and didn't really want it. But look, it's the norm now. We we just get on, get used to it, and get on with it. Really, you know. Yeah, you I wouldn't think. dare get it checked. Like no, you know, you'd nearly yeah. feel naked without no, wouldn't you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As a country, though, as we are, we are kind of slow to change, or you know, we change anyway. It's just I think the way we are, or whatever, regardless of what side of the defense you're on, like, um, you know, and that's just probably the nature of of where we come from and the land we're on, or whatever. But you mentioned videos there at drivers' briefings, and you know, so we do have a couple of little videos that uh, we might get to, and um, it was eventful for both you guys in particular, who you know, as you mentioned, were competing as well as being involved with the motor club whatever so um we'll just play this one here first one left over small crest 400 up the middle there's bumps under the trees left on crest up on top and fast four right keep in fast four right keep in flat crest and crest into two right 100 crest bump 60 one right over crest, 80, watch it up along now. One right over crest, 80, two left over crest. Oh, we're gone. Fucking hell. Now, easy on. Right, nice and easy. Watch it up along now. Famous last words. Maybe there wasn't enough yeah, watching them, but that's a brown underpants, I'd say, anyway, somehow or another. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to excuse my language. That was a bit of a... I mean, I had the head down calling notes, and I just felt the car going and looked up, and I kind of... I wasn't looking at the road anymore, and I said, oh, my God, here we go. This is going to be an aeroplane accident. Duff, duff luckily, panicking. Duff was panicking, yeah. No, luckily, luckily he gathered it. How he gathered he it, I will yeah. never know. Yeah. But Don't he did get some gathering he did extremely well yeah but uh no he got a warning we we continued on the notes and when we got to a nice straight stretch i said now let that be a lesson to you and that was it so and when, what was interesting. That on actually mike 
that was on stage four so that was the obviously the second second stage of the loop you know quite bumpy yeah. um tough enough terrain we had a great very very quick time we came into the first service 19th overall had a great time on that stage the first time through um perhaps something maybe up with the car I mean, we're not 100 percent sure but yeah if you can see the the results but yeah it was uh it was interesting to say the least did you fall perhaps into that trap of the second time around on the stage and thinking oh should i know this is a bit better now is that mm. a factor or it is know? i mean you you have to go 30 seconds quicker on your second run through that's the that's the untold rule in rallying isn't that right pj you have to take time off no. your first stage no, so you're, Mike, you know, i only take four or five off because i would go <laughs> we're just uh, literally you're, you're you're just pushing on you know competition is tight and you're just you're, you're trying everything really you know so that was it yeah so that was our moment of the rally yeah it was a fair moment all right and uh, mm. you weren't alone in fairness because sherlock we might as well give this a rise now as well all right so that was sent into on the pacenote.com by uh, damien boyle i think um what happened there pj <laughs> uh, nothing <laughs> Yeah, just a, just a, a, a little there. kiss there. Yeah, yeah. Ben, be a nice. That was a tough car. That was a tough car. That that car, I think, had about ten or fifteen cars out there. It did. There was nothing. Zero, zero, zero grip coming into it. Um, to be fair, there was a bit of a recovery made there. To be fair, and a bit of luck involved as well. That's yeah. probably my third ever. Corner roll on that, didn't he? It did. It did actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, no, he'd probably be carrying a bit more speed in there than I would. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was deceptive looking, though, in fairness. And um, I've seen corners like that before. Definitely the car stages rally, I think, oh, this is going back years ago now. But I remember a double O actually crashed on the same type of bend because there's a little bit kind of hanging out on that far side that you might not even see from the angle. And that's often where you do get caught. You're like, oh, shit. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, the bail, yeah. the bail. I remember being in the air looking up at the hill. That corner was actually rammed with people. It was a big field, a uh, big steep field at the other side of it there, and it was full, man. It was like crop Park looking up at it. Like there was people everywhere. Cameras out. Yeah, the crowds, yeah, yeah. crowds on the stages, like crowds of spectators, was unbelievable. It was. I mean, every every rally this year, Cork Twenty was the same. Wexford, um, obviously last Don weekend. Harvest. There was Donegal Harvest, yeah. There was there was thousands of people out on the stages, you know. But in fairness to them, you know, they were they were very well behaved. Didn't cause us any issues at all, really, all weekend. And people, there was people, you know, everyone was safe and everyone enjoying it. So that's what it's all about, really, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. And I tell you, lads, come here from coming from a man who was marshalled a good few rallies. There's nothing worse with that junction where there's a chicane or bales involved, because you said about the ten minutes involved in getting the stage back up and going. 30 seconds to the next car and the bales are completely yeah. blocking the road. What decision yeah. does the marshal make then? That's that's one for your little briefing that was well the next time. And it's not really yeah, for a driver's briefing, I suppose, but definitely at marshal safety meetings, it, it would have come up a little bit. Like, what decision do you make in those 30? I suppose go out with the flag is the first thing you would say, but it's still a big cash 22 and it's a cash 22 at 122 miles an hour kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like... And then, um, do you know what? We're all rusty as well. Everyone's rusty at the minute, aren't we? Drivers are rusty. Organisers are rusty. Masters, you know, we're all rusty. We've all been packed up for two years, like. Mm-hmm. The more we get out there, I suppose, the more natural these decisions come, don't they? Yeah, yeah well, that's, 
that's it like you know but it, it, that bail issue is a debate though because some lads say leave the fucking thing there and next thing if PJ might come down and bust that joke over I'd say the marshals aren't exactly flavour of the month and then if they go out they could get swept like so look it's one of those things I suppose um, well I suppose the, the first thing the marshal needs to, the the marshal needs to keep himself or herself safe anyway that's the most important and you know if it's safe to do so then warn the competitor I suppose yellow flag time really you know um, as you said catch 22 really you know yeah so do we want to burst on and go down through um, our uh, class one, two, threes and maybe talk about yeah, things in the yeah. overall sense, uh, belt away there, Mike? <clears throat> all right, so first of all, uh, we'll, we'll run through class one. So third in class one was Colin Mullins and Des Sherlock in the Honda Civic. Second, Sean Fergus, Keith O'Connor in another Civic. And then the winner of class one, Patrick Callanan, Amy Galway. And I think it was Amy's first rally. They were in the Peugeot 106. Um, just on to class two then. Third in class was Cyril Casey and Eleni Hay, a Kerry crew in a Fiesta. Second in class two, Niall O'Connell and Tommy O'Connor in the Citroen C2. And the winner then of class two, a fantastic drive, um, Eamon Kelly, Connor Mohan in the Fiesta. They finished 12th overall, so fantastic stuff. Absolutely, you know, they were, they were, that was a surprise really. They beat their seeding very, very well. Uh, just moving on to class three then, the, the winners were Andy and John Hayes in the Civic. Class four, uh, which is a Group N class, Waterford's Brian O'Keefe and Cork Sean Hayden there, Mitsubishi Evo 10. Um, on to class five then, obviously with the overalls uh, going to Sam and Gary, the first, second, third, Keith Lines took third in class in the Fiesta. Cal McCarthy was second in the Citroen and Owen Murphy uh, was the class leader there in the Fiesta. Class seven then was the, I think the, the sole entrant was uh, Jason McSweeney and Liam Brennan in the Mini WRC. Class nine, uh, third in class was Marco Leary and Peter Falvey in the Starlet. Second in class then was Pat Ryan and Jack Dalton in their escort. And the winners, Dennis Nagel and Donna Crowley in their Micra. And they were 60 overall. Uh, on to class 10, we had Declan O'Sullivan and Sean Marsh in their Volkswagen Golf. And again, it was actually Sean's first uh, first event. He came all the way from Donegal to co-drive for a local carry man here. So they had a great run. Uh, second then was Mike Deneen and Shane O'Mahony in their twin cam. And the winners are Kerry Crew, Alan and Paddy Costello in the escort. Class 11F, third in class, Des Lines and Ashling McCardle in the Civic. Second was Kenneth Colnan and Robert O'Regan in another Civic. And the winners then, another local crew here, uh, Darren Young and Sean Walsh in another Civic. Then on to the rear wheel drive, class 11. So third in class was Corey Eaves, Pascal McCarney in the twin cam. Uh, Billy Nolan then and Evan Downey took second in class in another twin cam and the winners were Mark Murphy and Michael Hamilton. Now they were all separated by less than a minute so it was very very, very close battles in the in the class 11 hour. Uh, just on to class 12 then uh, which is the Pinto class. This was Colin Brown and Michael Brown in the escort for third. Raymond O'Neill, Pat Podrigo Donovan in the escort second and the winners were James Cassidy and Donald Lennon and they were 33rd overall as well. Class 13 then, um, Aidan Buckley, Shane Buckley, another Kerry crew in the escort were third. John Warren and Ruth O'Connor in the twin camp finished second. And Christopher O'Callaghan, Dale McGettigan won that class. And again, that class was separated by just a handful of seconds, really fierce competition. Uh, class 14, obviously Kevin Eves went, got an overall position. So third in that class was local man, uh, Mike Quinn, Tony Healy. They were actually rallying past their house at the weekend. Second in that class was Colin O'Donoghue and John McElhenney, and, or sorry, Ed O'Callaghan and Charlie McHenry, my apologies. And then the winners of that class, Colin O'Donoghue and John McElhenney in another escort. 
so that was right. That was fourteen. So on to fifteen. Uh, John Daly and John Joe Daly in their Subaru. They won that class. Class sixteen, which was the juniors, third in class. Robbie O'Hanlon and Liam Egan in the Civic. John Michael Canelli, Shane Dillon in another Civic. And one of the drives of the rally really was Kyle McBride and Darren Curran. They won the juniors. They only actually got into the rally at 10 o'clock on Saturday night off the reserve list. And the, the service crew wasn't even down. They had to be called from Donegal. So they, they did an overnight drive down just to look after the boys. So very well deserved. And, and obviously, while we're on the subject of that, Mark Kane, who had entered the rally, um, had mechanical issues on the shakedown. So his entry fee was was donated to the juniors. They've split it uh, between them. So that's very, very generous of Mark. We'd like to thank him for that. On to the historic classes then, class 17, Mick Smith and Sean Moriarty and their Avenger were second. And David Griffin and Jared Murphy and their Corolla front-wheel drive won that class. Class 18, third was Morris and Stephen Meskell in the Escort. Second, Todd Falvey and Irla McCarthy in their RS 1800. And the winners of class 18, then Fergus O'Mara and John Falvey in another Escort. And then class 19, Dennis Cronin, Helen O'Sullivan were third in their escort. And then we had the two Subaru legacies, Alan Ring and Adrian DC, second, and Ray Breen won that class. Less than a minute separating those guys there as well, so very, very close. Uh, class 20 then, uh, Padraig Egan and Tomas Ryan in the Evo 9 were third. Second was Connor McCarthy and Gavin Sheehan in their Mitsubishi Evo. And the winners then, Colin O'Rourke and Barry McNulty in their Polo um, R5. So yeah, that's the that's the roundup of the of the classes. So interesting battles from everyone. Really, it was uh, quite a ding dong all over the place. Really, you know, very very close. Yeah, and so that's that. There's great there's great stories in there. Like um, even by going through the classes there and a bit of context that Mike has given uh, a number of little standouts. So what, what kind of stood out for you in particular um, from your point of view? Well, me came in there. Yeah. Yeah, do you know I'm just gonna to touch on that story there with Mike with um Kyle at the juniors. Mm-hmm. Um Mark Kane got in trouble with his car obviously or late on Saturday evening and uh we fixed him up with a garage and you know, you know to get his car sorted. But Kyle was actually one of the young lads that came along to help him get his car straightened. And Mark didn't realise it but because of his entry being withdrawn, it was just a consequence that Kyle, the guy helping him, got into the rally. So, you know what I mean? It's just simple little things, you know, work out for everyone. But Kyle, in fairness to him, that, that, I think that was the result of the weekend. Super, super, super result. Like, what a, yeah. what a driver, like. Mm-hmm. That's super absolutely, context as yeah. well. And nice that, you know, what, what goes around comes around kind of a thing. It was really yeah, cool. Absolutely, and that gesture yeah. was fabulous to donate the entry fee to. Yeah. You know, yeah, one, big two, respect three, to and, Mark, in fairness. Like, that was, uh, it was a nice yeah. touch, in fairness to him. Yeah, definitely was. And for and for for me, I think one of the drives of the rally, I, I Gary Kiernan, like I mean, mm-hmm. it was everything was new, everything was unknown, and he still managed to to put it like less than forty seconds behind behind Sam, you know. So he was he was pedaling, that's for sure, you know. And the, the the modified battle as well, like these modified men in their class fourteen cars and class thirteen cars are, are unbelievable. The pace that they can, that they're putting it up to these guys in the wet and in the damp conditions, it's it's phenomenal, really is, you know, spectacular. So fair Definitely. play to all and of those guys. Yeah, they were so tricky like, conditions too, Les. Really. There was just like mm. massive grip to no grip, massive grip to no grip. You know, if it was the one, last one in particular, grip. you were saying was very, very tricky, wasn't it? Said it again, Kev. Yeah, the last, the last time, and we were like, we were sitting very tricky. Yeah, we were sitting in the in the arrival control just on stage five, and it started to mist down. Now, you know, if it had rained heavy, it'd be one thing you'd manage, but it was the misty. 
damp stuff that just sat on the surface, you know, and it was oh, it was treacherous. We went quicker on the recce, absolutely went quicker on the recce in places, you know. I was very busy mopping up water underneath my car deck stage. Yeah, you didn't finish PJ, so that was. Uh, I was going to say, what was, what was the final? How how did you? I got wet as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We blew a head gasket or something to finish up with. Lovely. Lovely, yeah, we, we brought it home. We were um we were thirty ninth overall, so we kinda we'd backed off obviously for the, the last loop, you know, we couldn't couldn't get grip, so we just we cruised around really, but thirty ninth overall, so it's uh it's in the shed ready for the historics in three weeks' time. So please God we'll be mm. we'll be up and running, you know. Yeah, all systems go for that then. So are you out not as well, PJ, or what's the crack? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. I'll um get a bit of time tomorrow evening I'll get out the car and um I'd say we'll have it put together in a couple of hours again, but no problem. It's all all guns blazing. That's the job, boys. That's the job. So, anything lastly to add just before we do say good luck to you? Yeah, well, I'd just, just like to sorry, go on, I'd like go to ahead. say a huge thank you to a lot of people. Um, and most definitely to the competitors. Um, we got massive support from competitors. And uh, without them, look, we're running rallies as a club for the competitors. Um, it's not for ourselves, it's for competitors. You know, we're a bit greedy, we're running for ourselves too because we are competitors, but they showed us massive support and uh, a huge thank you to them. And um, the likes of Mario Danuhu and Joe Sullivan and these people that come down to us and dedicate their whole, they dedicate weeks to us like, to get us, get things up and running. You could be here all night, damn it, people. But it's um it's a huge team effort and just big thanks to everyone who helped out in any way and uh, most importantly, definitely the competitors. They, they gave us big support and it was greatly appreciated. Mike, you're going to say yeah, something Yeah, and there? I think just just to thank the residents on the stages as well, you know. I mean, obviously, without them, we wouldn't have any rallying. But they were all very, very approachable. They they love to see it coming around, you know. You, you don't really know what kind of a reception you're going to get when you go doing your PR. But no, thank God, luckily, everything was okay. Everyone was very happy to see us, you know. So that's very, very positive, And we thank them very much. And we have a couple of comments in as well. So uh, you can do that, lads, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Just uh, send them in and we'll be able to bring up on the screen. Well done to all the Kerry Water Club for putting on a fantastic event in the current circumstances. That comes in from uh, Irish Rallying there on YouTube. Uh, Gavin Dempsey on Facebook says, Class Boys. And Gerald Keown says, The same was said when the hands device came in. That's obviously in relation to the trackers, which we spoke about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So send in your comments. Uh, don't be afraid of them. Um, Mike, PJ, thanks so many for coming on and uh, we'll chat to you again soon, all right? Thank you. Great, thank you very much. Bye, bye, Mike, miss you. (laughs) We say goodbye to (laughs) Peaches. And uh, we'll uh, we'll chat again soon. Get that car in order now in time for uh, for Killarney. um, Thanks, Kevin, appreciate it. There we go. So now we bring in Mr. Kevin Eaves. How are we doing, Kevin? How's it going now? Not sure, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, it's funny, I said this to Mr. Glendening when I had him on as well, the two Johnnies are blowing tape, but there's the two Kevins here now on a different podcast, but uh, I don't know if it'd be half as humorous, but we'll do our best anyway. <laughs> no, um, I'll give it a go. You're keeping well? Ah, yeah, no, we're back up the road and back to work, unfortunately. Hey, there was the kind of rally hangover for a, for a couple of days, you don't really want to do too much now. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's the reality of the situation, people forget that sometimes, don't they, that, you know, you're... You're back to you're back to the job, or whatever. But uh, did you come back then yesterday, or did you go back Sunday night? Or ah, uh, we literally come back up the road Sunday night, I suppose. Hey, um, just to say, it wasn't actually too bad. Hey, it's like four and a half hours or something up the road for us, so we just kind of packed it all up and up the road now. Hey, so it's uh, we'll be back down the road hopefully for Clarney if all works out. So we just uh, jump down. 
you can yeah, get stuck there in right. and that, that barn banner so we can get out of dodge quick <laughs> yeah i know if you got stuck and you wouldn't go too quickly i'd say but uh, uh yeah i suppose that's that's the the other side of it like if you face into it on the monday if you didn't come up the the sunday night so you're probably best sometimes to go there and you're saving yourself three days as you say because if you go drink and then half the week is gone you're like so um that's the that's, that's, that's the yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Too many days missed work for this rally, and so Mondays have to be. Have, you have to show up that Monday anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, come here. Third, third overall. You must have been delighted, and it was a hell of a battle throughout the day. Uh, everyone had a bit of adversity at some stage, but um, you must be delighted first of all, and maybe you give us a flavour of how you felt the day went. Ah, yeah, hey, no, and you, and you go down there when you had Robin Collin back out. I suppose we haven't come across. Me and Rob would have been racing back in the day, even in the Civic and the and the juniors. So I kind of knew where Rob was going to come from. He's never slow out of the blocks. And Colin, I don't, I'd say that's actually our first time, but I knew Colin was kind of going to be sharp, so I knew the pace was going to be hot. So it kind of came out of the blocks fast. And I suppose the first one was cancelled with, with Dunn's off. Uh, second one, then everyone was very tight to everybody within a couple of seconds of each other. Back to service, and then we kind of went out to stage three. That was the one everybody else was kind of within each other, and Colin just annihilated us all. So it was, I'd say, it was the biggest head scratching match I ever had. So uh, <laughs> I nearly had it. I, I genuinely, even when I was with Kenny, and I was like, oh, geez, he couldn't know what done when Rob was five or six behind us, and uh, it was a couple of seconds back. Uh, just a question, but um, it, it was interesting. And I suppose we didn't even we'll get out to the next one. Uh, I think we actually. I think I seen Gillian's thing at us and Colin maybe matching times and in the last square right we just kind of clipped the bank just turned in real slow and had the reverse out of it and dropped 10 or 12 so we kind of thought the day was done at that stage and then we just kind of suppose per- persevered teared on we kind of went back in put on a set of Michelin's like the rest of the boys and kind of gave it a rattle Colin had a bit of adversity Rob disappeared the, the whole thing we just kind of trundled on now but the pressure was big like it was everybody was full of the pipe like it was kind of a pace and, you know, it was as big a pace as there is, you know, it was just kind of the uh, full tilt, kind of the whole way. Yeah, and um, I suppose from Rob's point of view, like, that was his own escort that he spent so long building, and he said the trouble that he had was actually stopping and going to junctions. That uh, well, I can't think of the exact terms. There was some sort of uh, tasty language used. Um, was I can't I can't stop the fucker sliding or something like he said. I, <laughs> but, um, it was a grippy. Day. It was a funny day too, though, because like it was like it was dry one second and halfway around a corner you'd be building up a bit of confidence. The next thing you come around the road, it looked kind of nearly grand. It was grease and the oak could take it off and. It was just, it was a curious kind of a day that I saw Rob, I suppose he's not in the car for a long time, and that's him just back in then asked her to a 2.5 car in a way, so I know right to a new built car, you're always going to have them kind of grand, so they just have to suffer it out, so it's better there, he'd rather it there than Clarney, I suppose, if he's sitting with up Mall's Gap and not want that baller, so mm-hmm. um, that'll be the crack. Yeah, and like... It's funny because generally when yourself and Gary Kieran are close together, it's uh, a modified battle. But your third, Gary's second, and obviously Gary's uh, gone into bigger machinery again. And he's, he's, he's gone to the dark But geez, he did very well in fairness, didn't he? I yeah, Gary. I sure. I suppose he he definitely adaptable, and I suppose he showed that over the Evo and stuff in the forest. And he, he jumped into the gravel car, and he would have done his bits and bobs. You know, he 
he kind of seems to pick it up quick. So I definitely would have even, I, I actually, even in my head, I didn't think he would be as close to it as he was. You know, I would have thought, you know, he was maybe seven, eight seconds a stage off it. I, I would be happy if it was me. And anyway, I'd say he didn't go in there thinking he was going to be as close as he was, even with some of the other guys there. So I'd say hey, he definitely showed, he definitely showed, I suppose, the pace the other things on for him to just climb in after for a four wheel drive. And then, hey, that was his, that would have been worse than a wet day. You know, it was a, it would have been hard work in a four wheel drive car kind of figure yourself out in there. I think, in a way, it was as greasy a place as I've been in a while, anyway. Mm hmm. And like as the lads were saying, that the last run in particular was was treacherous. Like um, when you've all that power going to a back wheel drive car, you need a pair of cojones, <laughs> and uh, you had to go for it as well as it turned out. Like at that point, so squeaky one uh, time. I, I think I think we kind of smelled the blood there. I suppose when we were going into the last one, Colin was kind of sent his clutch, and we kind of we kind of got his clutch bled. But I didn't think there was anything really wrong with it. The paddle was at the end, so he's took off from the line as normal, but. The cylinder, I'd say, or on the box must have given up. So I'd say the big long one would have definitely hampered him. It was greasy in places. You, he probably, it probably got in his head more so than anything. Maybe you know, trying not to stall or be stalled at a junction up a hill, like you're not a starter in gear. So I think when we seen the time we clawed back in him on the long one, then we we kind of went in nine point nine. So it just says right, we've kind of been in round here, and we give it a rattle. So we just kind of let loose in the last one to see where we'd end up and touch wood hey we got away with it and got out the far side and in fairness kev you've had a good run of it uh in the last couple of months um open the harvest uh top modify i think as well um i want the correction on that but uh you're yeah. um you're you're not going you're not going too bad as the fella said no no hey we're going good hey um i suppose over covid hey we put a bit of time there before i kind of felt like i was struggling with the car there this last the, even before covid i just I felt just I didn't feel uh, that comfortable in the car at times. It just was kind of bugging me. And how uh, Ryan Lockhart's doing a lot of work in the car. And the good thing about him, uh, I can get in and kind of say, "All right, the car's not doing this," or I can't really figure it out. You know, he can kind of translate the it no work he to he. You nearly put him. He's a driver himself. Like slide him into the car and say, "Make it go, lad," and away he goes and <laughs> comes back working kind of a thing. So, now uh, ever since ever since he's kind of got got playing with the car there now it's it's hey it's a different we're just it's easy how you get in and go you're not worried about anything yeah she's a, a different animal altogether says you because yeah you know we have, we have a new yb in there now too so we're we're, we're just making a wee bit more grunt out of, with kevin goller's engine so we're just that was our kind of first day out in it so we're, we're happy playing now yeah i don't know if you've seen it uh in the last hour or so i think uh there's an entry list up for for ulster um but you're obviously targeting the historics next, are you? You're not. You weren't thinking about Ulster, were you at any stage? Or nah, I suppose we'll follow where the. I suppose the modified battle is going to go to Clarney. Um, the next, uh, the next Ulster. I suppose it would have done in a couple of years when I would have been doing the championship. But um, hey, we'll we'll dodge off to Clarney. I think that's where the the big modified race is going to be. That's kind of the 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 dummy all of the other of, of the end of the year kind of a thing. So we'll head off mm -hmm. there now. I. Hate, I don't think now getting that weekend out there with Colin and Rob, like I think where we're going, we're just uh, going to be chasing the best of the rest kind of a thing. But uh, it's good crack. Like I think, what is it, Malls Gap or Carrick or Balkbeam or something? It's them big, big stages. So we'll head for the historics for the crack. Yeah, definitely. And so there's an interesting little twist. So obviously GRT are our sponsors here tonight and there's a bit of a connection 
there somewhere too because Mr. Ted Shotnessy, obviously you have the car that he used to own. Um, yeah. when, when did that uh, transaction take place? Um, I know it's probably four or five years ago, maybe more. I, I'm nearly thinking now, it was 2016, it was at the end of 2015 or 2016, it was 2016, the, the year I bought the car, I think the first rally, second rally I done, I bought the car and maybe went to the Harvest and Killarney Historics in that car the first year I had it, so that could win 2016, I think. So now we have it, I suppose, ahead. I suppose the, I was actually building a two-liter car out of the 1600 car, and then, I don't know, somebody come up with that maybe Ted's car was for sale. I suppose I always had the interest in the Corollas, and the reality is a 2.5 Corolla, the way the thing says, you can't build one now. So when we kind of heard that Ed's, or Ted's car was kind of coming up, we... We took a spin down the road and chanced our arm at it, and hey, we're, we're with it ever since. <laughs> you've, not, you've not gone too bad over it. Now, I, I do have a little clip of one little misdemeanor, which resulted in a serious enough accident for you. And are you okay with me showing this for us? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, just, uh, right. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring it up here on the screen for you. Yeah, uh, Irish Rallying 07 HD uh, provided that uh, video there. Um, the famous Will Harris Corner, that's 2017 Donegal, I think. Yeah. And yeah you weren't the first person that fell foul to that particular bend. We spoke about it a few times on the pod before. Um, but the mad thing about that, Kev, is that looks like we've seen actions that look a lot worse that didn't do as much harm. But you uh, suffer pretty badly out of that. Like. I, I, bro- I, broke, uh, I broke my foot. What actually happened to me was... We kind of understeered what kind of happened that morning. I was a wee bit wound up, I suppose. Came, we were actually leading the national, and that was the first stage. And we come out the road, and we sat. I'd say we sat at start time for 45 minutes, uh, 40 minutes. And I uh, just we sat for a long time. And um, the tires were cold, but I was a wee bit wound up with... We were leading the na- we were leading the national, and Kevin Goller was there in the diary, and he would not he would live local, so we kind of said to ourselves, we can't get slaughtered here. And the White Line Road's probably the worst part of not you know, it's it's a daunting enough thing to look up the hill and kind of run along the side of the cliff there. So we said to ourselves, right, we'll go for it, and we kind of I suppose I'd maybe not I wouldn't say memorized, but you'd kind of watch the first ten corners of it, and you were trying to say, right, I'm going to do this, so. I come up kind of full tilt. I don't even think I went down a gear. I just tried to turn in the car understeered, but I didn't actually see the posts or nothing. I actually thought I was getting away with it till I heard the, the clatter. But I think what actually happened, them horizontal concrete posts come down between the chassis leg and the strut and actually come up through the floor in through the paddle box, you know, and just I broke a couple of things in my foot. There was an Ulster four or five, five weeks later, maybe. So I wasn't too or six weeks later. I don't know. I just got out of the cast anyway. So it was one of those things, it was a bang, hurt me foot the way we went. It just didn't think much more on that kind of a job. So yeah, it is what it is. I couldn't I couldn't believe your back so soon. And it's something again we would have remarked upon. Like and when you got back into the car first after that, like is it playing on your mind at all, no? Not really. Hey. I think it's like any bang. Hey, like I don't think I, I don't know what anybody else is like, but anytime I've ever had an accident rallying, you kinda of always seem to remember back on it as a as a third party kinda of, it's nearly like you're overviewing it. You never really remember as if you're sitting in the seat, if you know what I mean. Uh, I nearly remember that accident more from the couple of pictures or there must have been a drone footage of me sitting in the car and stuff. And I don't know, just kind of is what it is. I don't mind thinking on these things, tear on. 
Yeah, well, that's the attitude to have because other people aren't so lucky that they just can't get back in and can't get the graft for it again. But you not only get back in, you're back on the pace and as mad as ever, as the fella said. I know, well, hey, they all them other guys, hey, but uh, it is, it's just the pace is in that race. And I suppose we kind of wait to try and win. And hey, the more quick boys is there, the better the crack is, the more the buzz. So I don't know, maybe as the years add on, that, that age might come. But hopefully thankfully at the minute we're getting we're young enough to, to maybe push you on absolutely lad well listen we have a couple of comments coming in uh third overall unreal result from kevin that comes in there from uh, dean gallagher and uh, shane oman he's been in touch as well he said uh, it was a good weekend for the Toyotas. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> long long live the crawlers as you go yeah. It is a it's a, a timeless classic, I suppose. But in fairness, there isn't too many of them going around either because a lot of the, the modifieds obviously you've a lot of Martus, a few Star Wars or whatever. And um you're there up 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 top with the with the crawl or whatever. There isn't a massive amount of them, is there competing? Um no. there's a few obviously, but in comparison to others, definitely in the modified section, not a whole lot. Well I think it, it's I think in the modified, I think what ends up happening, like the reality is it's it's the two point five, I suppose, is the elite side of it. Like the reality is if I didn't buy that carrot head, chances is I'd be in an asterisk myself because she can't build a 2.5 Corolla. You know, if you went now with the, the way the regs is or whatever, um, you couldn't just build a new 2.5 Corolla. So I'd say that kind of pushes a lot of boys out of it. So um, I suppose that's why we went and bought Ted's car that time. So I'd say that's why you don't see as many of them because after Toyota would have his advantages too, like I'd say. I would cover ground better, you know, and bumpy, choppy stuff compared to maybe the Mark Twos and stuff. But at the same time, it is a bit of torture. It's kind of what you love because my car's everything butchered. It's like Astrid stuff all built into it, you know. Everything's a, mm. everything's a rooting match, you know. It's all Astrid stuff in it. It's nothing's handy, you know. And one other thing, I suppose, as well, that's always struck me is that you're capable of setting very quick stage times while looking very spectacular. And lads would often say, geez, if you get that a little bit tighter, you'd be quicker again. But <laughs> is it is that the natural driving style, Kev? Or do you like, do you like throwing it out and getting a bit of a wag of a tail? Or, or what is actually the, the technique? I don't know. Hey, it is. I, I, I don't know if it's a thing where the Corolla, like, I even laugh. I always get abused for, I even... Now, a Corolla probably wouldn't turn in as well. I only hired an Astrid once off Ryan, and I, I couldn't get over how positive an Astrid was to turn in compared to the Corolla, you know? And I don't know if it's a weird thing, just the way I've always done it, where you kind of start throwing the Corolla at it just to make sure to nearly make the back kind of follow you in, if you know what I mean? And I don't know, it's just a habit. I know when I get to the end of the stage, I like that when you're taking stuff fast you're breaking down and trailing into stuff and hey maybe it's not the quickest way of doing it but i suppose it's <laughs> when the hammock was on it seems to be what happens so well come here um, you're you're as i said you, you've you've been leading modifieds in donegal and coming third overall in rally so it's not going too bad wherever it is and, and winning modifieds up in in uh in, in the harvest and all of late so wherever it is i'd say keep at it until someone starts baiting you or whatever so uh don't the, the, the kind of pace of the boys hey if we if we can get rallies next year with all them boys hey and depending on even what Gary and that does and Chris or Armstrong and Ed and them boys hey there's a, there's a clatter there's five or six other quick men so hey it's uh, next year's looking hey it's looking like it'll be a good crack with the modified men it will yeah and like me Cody always says them the modified men are, are, are mental and sir, sir Cody's half mental himself too like so he's probably <laughs> par for the course the fella said but it is such a it, it's so entertaining for a lot a lot of people just go to rallying because of that they're not really interested in 
what's up top kind of you know I and I definitely I think I, the, the national stuff for them big the, the 2.5 cars I think do bring it do bring a big crowd and I know sometimes you get people maybe saying you know oh, why don't you pull yourself into an R5 car but it's even there's just there's a savage kind of there's a good old camaraderie in that kind of modified game you know all the ways for a crack and you kind of hope and poke and uh, it just is it's good old value and it's big piece like and yeah you, you know it's just hey i don't know i i just really enjoy it hey i couldn't see myself uh, next year anyway sliding out of it anytime soon you know it's and it's good value like there's there's a lot of young guys quick and two point and, and them cars setting big times like so mm-hmm. it's good crack there's a few more coming in now right so well known kevin on the pace from the get-go and it says something getting overall stage win against the big boys in the r5s yep obviously that was a uh, quite pleasing <laughs> i'd imagine Another one in from Noel Raymond. Uh, some man from one man, Kevin. He's definitely talking about you. It's not me. 100%. Uh, Richard Carney says, brilliant, Kev. Again, he's probably talking about you. Uh, not me, I'd say. And uh, uh, Brian Brady has been in touch. And he said, uh, few class 13 civics be there as well. <laughs> and uh, James Tobin, very sound guy, very talented driver. So they're all flooding in here this evening, in fairness. Oh, cheers, folks. Yeah, the, the younger yeah. brother actually bought a car of Brian, or so he's a wee Civic there too. So yeah. there's nearly too many of us. There's three in our house rallying. So <laughs> yeah, not too, not too shabby as you. It's in the, it's in the blood. Um, mm. Come here, look. Um, have you definitely got that entry confirmed for the historics? Is that sign still delivered or? Nah, uh, hey, no, I, I wouldn't. Because uh, I actually heard. There's a big there's a big entry for the actual historic category and actually i'd say this is the first year i'm actually the change the regs or whatever the idiot for clarney so we're just hopeful we'll get an entry we have a house booked we're going to be in clarney either way so uh, hopefully we get an entry for it anyway so we'll see good stuff listen kevin it's a pleasure to have you on the show the very best luck i hope you do get an entry i think it'll make for a, a great spectacle again um uh, thanks for jumping on the rally podcast here with us no, no worries folks right, thanks Emil. there we go kevin eves what a gent um we have a couple of more uh coming in sean marsh uh, well done to both kevin's great show thanks a million for that uh andy walsh uh, a gentleman to interview uh yeah i can definitely tell you after the last 45 minutes or so definitely a gentleman um now uh, just as we said in the last hour or so, um, the Ulster Rally uh, entry list has come in. That's obviously coming up in the next couple of weeks, and um, we'll just go down through uh, the top twenty. So uh, we've got Matt Edwards, uh, Ocean Price, Callum Devine, Sam Moffat, Josh Moffat, Johnny Greer, Gary Jennings, Keith Cronin, Cat McCourt, James Wilson, James Williams, Alan Carmichael, Philip Allen, Patrick O'Brien, Aidan Ray, David Kelly, Seb Perez, uh, Steve Petch, John Stone. That's just uh, the top 20 to go through that's tasty very very tasty indeed so uh yeah look that's where we leave it just uh, before we finish up again we want to thank our kind sponsors grt hire um just to mention how you can get in touch with them they have two offices in the county of carlo uh, the bandison office can be contacted on 059-97-27139 or email them at bandison at grt.ie and carlo office 059-91-82654 or email them carlo at grt hire them boys will give you a lend of absolutely and mowers, tools, uh, lifting equipment, uh, plant hire, garden, sandblast and sales, Ted O'Shaughnessy will look after you. That's where we leave it folks we'll chat to you again soon, don't forget to like uh, share, subscribe etc. Um, we are on 
uh, Twitter live at the moment. We're live on Facebook and we're on Instagram as well. Give us a follow there, Irish Rally Pod. Or if you want to get in touch with us by email, uh, Irish Rally Podcast at gmail.com. Chat to you again soon. Take care. <laughs>